Hey, everyone. Welcome to Locked on Lakers for Monday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky. Uh, the finalists, Andy, for the Lakers coaching job have been reported. Who is the best candidate of the remaining three? That's next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked on Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how you get your podcasts or where. Never behind a paywall, always free. And if you subscribe to Locked on Lakers on YouTube, you get to see it early. Like literally, you can watch the thing early, but we always try to get it up uh, a little faster than we do the audio product. So uh, a little bonus for uh, YouTube subscribers to the Locked on Lakers channel. Andy, a very busy weekend for the Lakers. Sham Sharani at The Athletic, Adrian Wojnarowski at ESPN, reporting on the status of the Lakers coaching search. Down to three people, it seems. Uh, Darvin Ham, assistant coach in Milwaukee, uh, former assistant in L.A., former Nets coach Kenny Atkinson, and former Blazers coach Terry Stotts. Um I'm a little surprised, I guess maybe slightly surprised at the presence of Atkinson on that list, but not terribly. Other than that, it's about what I would have expected um, from a finalist list. What were you, what are you thinking when you saw that? Well, I mean, there's really nobody, we've talked about this a lot, Brian, that would stand out as the clear front runner uh, among anybody that's been linked to this job at all. Right. Like that you would look at and say, oh, you have to go out. Well, there's and there's get- no there's no name brand candidate. There's right. no Doc Rivers, much to Bill Klaschke at the LA Times. Uh, disappointment is apparently not available for this job. <laughs> Bill's written two columns on this. Um, love Bill. Bill's our friend, but, but man, he's got a horrible judgment in this particular ran. case. He's just wrong about this. I, I, I would tell this to Bill to his face. Yes, it's absolutely. Terrible judgment. We should, we should have him on. Um, but I, you know, there's, there's no Doc Rivers. There's no uh, Quinn Snyder. There's no Nick Nurse. There's nobody out there that you say that's the guy. And Juwan Howard, who's a, a very intriguing name, um, has reportedly said no to the Lakers, which I guess to some people might sound bad, but he's staying at Michigan where he's the head coach because he wants to coach his kids there. You want to talk about a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that he's been planning for, the opportunity to coach your children in college. I could see why, at 49 years old, why he might want that to happen, and then he can come coach in the NBA. Yeah, so, it's not it's not like the Lakers, at least right now, beyond, I guess beyond the laundry and beyond the idea of coaching LeBron, which Juwan Howard has actually done before as an assistant. He was, mm-hmm. you know, he was part of those Heat staff. So he's had that experience at least to a tangible degree. It's not like this opportunity is so great for Juwan Howard right now that he would have to feel compelled to drop something that just on an emotional level you can't compete with. And no. I, I do think it's important for people to recognize, like, this is not... This isn't Ju- Ty Lue, you know, sort of avenge, or them kind of screwing Ty Lue, I guess, but like well, but Monty Williams. Monty Williams essentially picked Phoenix over the Lakers. Right, but it's also, it's not Juwan Howard stiff-arming the Lakers, because, you know, th- this went nowhere. Like, these conversations basically right. went nowhere. And, and for people who either don't know or don't remember, Rob Palinka and Juwan Howard were teammates 
mm-hmm. with those Fab Five Michigan teams. So they have a really good relationship anyway. I, I imagine this was something that the two of them could talk about in a very casual slash professional way that there are no hurt feelings. I imagine six well, years right. from you now, Jawan that- Howard could be a candidate again down the road. The, the the appealing the how appealing this job is is certainly a, a relevant conversation and yes you can make an argument we've that maybe had if, yes, <laughs> many times if, if the Lakers were a, a little in a little better space space maybe Quinn Snyder might be tempted maybe somebody else but there isn't anybody who's a natural like in in a space to take this job that isn't interested in it and so I, I think when you when, you know what I find interesting about the list and we are going to um, do a scouting report for Tuesday show on Kenny Atkinson. We've talked about Darvin Ham with um, with uh, Kevin Arnovitz, and we'll tweet that show out. You can go back and find it. We talked at length about Terry Stotts with Mike Richmond from Locked On Blazers. We'll tweet that one back out, um, and we'll we'll talk about Atkinson for Tuesday. It, it each each of these guys is almost like a type, you know, and they have three very different types, and the the you know fresh. Uh, fresh blood, so to speak. You know the the guy who's never had an opportunity in Darvin Ham, but very well respected assistant, the veteran, older coach in Stotts, and then kind of a wild card in Atkinson, with a great record in player development, but is also seen as kind of a an imaginative fellow in terms of what he'll try on on the on the floor. Well, I mean, if if Laker fans are looking for something to bond themselves with uh, Atkinson right off the bat, uh, he lost his job in Brooklyn in part because he did not want to keep playing DeAndre Jordan, and that was <laughs> that was something that it was that was a weird. Then this is something we'll talk about yeah. uh, for Tuesday show. It's just like kind of going back through. We're going to be talking with uh, the Locked On Nets guys, uh, right? For uh, people and, who aren't aware, and. Like he kind of, it was the rare, like, yeah, I don't know if I want to, I don't like where you're going with this team because Kenny Atkinson, Atkinson built up that kind of a scrappy, very yeah. Clippersy pre George, pre Leonard. D'Angelo Russell, Spencer right. Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, who, my God, Brooklyn. Right. A, a lot of guys who that. have turned out to be quite good. Yes. But weren't then and weren't thought of as, and he kind of brought that group up. They changed directions radically. And whether they were happy with Atkinson or not, Atkinson apparently wasn't very happy there either. And so they all decided to uh, part ways. And so if he's kind of a wild card, I think Stotts sticks out just because he is a, I don't think he's a bad choice. He is a wildly conservative one. Um, He's the safe choice. He is mm -hmm. by far the absolute, for better or for hope, you know, for worse, hopefully for better, you know exactly what you're getting in Terry Stotts. You're getting a quality coach, and as much as Portland never got past a certain point over his, I believe, eight seasons there, they were largely successful, and they they never had a championship roster to begin with. So Correct. With any, with any grounded, realistic expectations, it's hard to say that Terry Stotts was not successful during that time in Portland. Sure. You know, but what I, what I think he isn't um, is is obviously a sort of generational coach. You're not going to keep him around for 15 years. He's not going to become your Eric Spolstra, and like that, by the way, is not a reason not to hire him. There, most most teams don't land on their Eric Spolstra, um, but he's I think, want to say 64 next year. Um, so you know, you're looking at a guy who probably could be your coach, even if things go well. 
five or six years, seven years, maybe at the most. And that would well, be a for, great for the run. Lakers. That's three coaches worth. So right. that would be really successful. Right. I mean, the question let's, becomes, I mean, let's not does, run before does we Terry walk, Stotts right? want to sign a series of, uh, of seven, one year contracts. Same, like <laughs> you you say this as if that holds the Lakers back or something like seven years would be a damn miracle for them. Right. But, and that would be a great, in the modern NBA, that's a great run. And yeah. And, you know, he's a bit of a, almost like a caretaker. You know, you're going to get a quality offensive mind. You know, you're going to get somebody that's, you know, got that kind of creativity. And then you'd have to kind of do the opposite of what you had with Frank Vogel, where you need to find ways to supplement the defense. And you bring in assistants who are good on that side of the ball. <laughs> like Vogel. Like Frank Vogel. But more importantly, <laughs> he is available. Um, you, you, you have to find players who match the strengths of Terry Stotts as an offensive coach and then players who are capable of defending. So when you have your, uh, your defensive, um, you know, guru on the bench and you have that crew who's responsible for being the coordinator, they actually have something to work with. And, um, we could talk a couple about the, the other candidates and just this idea of matching the roster to the candidate that they hire. And we'll do that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Sakara. Feeling your best starts with what you eat, and Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly enjoy it with plant-rich nutrition that builds a foundation for living in your best body. With Sakara, you get nutrient-dense meals, snacks, and supplements that nourish without sacrificing quality or taste. And these organic ingredients, they're plant-rich, transformational nutrition, and these are programs expertly designed to deliver real results. Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine. That's in and of itself revolutionary. On a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants, I've had their breakfasts, their lunches, their dinners. They sent a, a peach parfait that I had for breakfast, which felt really decadent for the morning, frankly, except it was totally healthy. Their power plate, uh, the protein power plate with curried green lentils, roasted cauliflower, rainbow carrot, a cooling coconut yogurt, and uh, turmeric flatbread. This was awesome. Like it was legit amazing. They had a great French lentil soup and it's all delivered directly to your door, ready to eat from the best-selling metabolism superpower to the foundation, the daily supplement packs, Sakara's products. They're designed to supplement and support your wellness goals anytime, anywhere. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash locked on 20, or just enter the code locked on 20 at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash locked on 20 to get 20% off your first order against sakara.com slash locked on 20. Okay. So, um, obviously we're going to get, do a deep dive on, on, on Atkinson for Tuesday's show, as we've mentioned. So we'll skip him for just a second here. LeBron James reportedly this is from, from Eric Pincus, uh, at Bleacher Report and, and a few other places I've seen this, you know, that, that LeBron of these guys, you know, is a, is a supporter of ham. Um, mm -hmm. Which doesn't surprise me. He's going ham on ham. He's going ham on ham. Somebody had to say it. Um, <laughs> Damn right it was going to be me. Well, if I said it, you'd have been like, oh, Brian. That's all in the and... delivery. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Plus, I pick um, my spots, unlike you. That's I, I've You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, Andy. They're mm -hmm. all my spots. Yeah. Um, where, does, where is he on your favorite? Something... Uh, Ham has the advantage of being an empty vessel to some degree where we can all pour all of our hopes and possibilities into him and his potential uh, as a guy who has never actually been an NBA head coach. Hey, look, regular listeners of the show, and thank you all, by the way, 
you're going to know that Darvin Ham is my first choice among these three. Darvin Ham has been somebody that I've been lobbying for among the different candidates that have been linked to this. That's uh, why job. Andy wears that hamtastic shirt all the time. <laughs> uh, it better work out because I got a Darvin Ham back tat, and that thing is going to be an absolute bitch to remove. <laughs> but like, which is sort of a little bit of editing. It could look just like Kenny Atkinson. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, talking about two guys that really don't look alike. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna require a really really good artist, a talented art, tattoo artist. But like, yeah. other than Sam Cassell, there's nobody else other than Darvin Ham that's been linked to this job that I I've wanted to I've been as intrigued by. It is in part because. He's been well-respected around the league for a long time. He's been part of a very successful uh, Milwaukee staff. You know, they won a championship two seasons ago. Um, he spent – he we got to know him a little bit when he was with the Lakers on Mike Brown's staff. I, I got to know him – again, this is all relative – better than any other assistant on Mike Brown's staff. And the interactions I had with him, I really liked him. I found him really smart. I found him really transparent. If you asked him a question, I found it very, very easy to follow his thought process with anything. And he was also he's somebody- very he's very is a has a reputation of being very direct, very straightforward, mm-hmm. very transparent, an excellent communicator, um, and somebody who would not be um, intimidated by nope. the presence of Anthony Davis, of LeBron James, of Clutch, um, but Westbrook. Sure, and, and that's something we're going to talk about. Um, but is also oh, has been around long enough to understand what that is, what that dynamic is, and what it means. And also, too, you know, he is a former player. He won a championship with the 2004 Pistons that beat the Lakers in the finals. He, you know, he was an, I believe, an undrafted player who had a 10 or 12 year career, and it speaks to him understanding. It was amazing. <laughs> how he managed to stick around <laughs> i like that one I'm, um I'm, i will be going ham on puns <laughs> if they hire yes, you will. and ham is such a great name to be able to put into almost every headline but you know he he's somebody that is going and i think this is important you're seeing this in a trend with recent first time long time assistants getting their shot whether you're talking about willie green in new orleans where you're talking about ime adoke who has the celtics in the eastern conference finals like guys who have played in the league, if they even if they were not stars, that they were actually in the league, that they were good enough to you know stand or you know stick around for a decade plus, and they you know they can relate to star players. They know what those dynamics are like. They know what it's like to grind it through a season. You know, I I think that matters for something. Like well, as, a lot as of the time, coach, those guys become. They are they stick around in part because they are, you know, like Jared Dudley, they are valuable in locker rooms with stars because they are willing to speak truth. Yeah, you um, know, was- they have the respect of the people that are at the top of the food chain because those guys, I mean, most say what you will about it, they respect the dudes who have grinded and yeah. who have genuinely earned the you know the, the their space in the league. Absolutely. Um, and and that matters and that that transfers. Now, I have no idea. And nobody has any idea if Ham would make a, a humongous improvement okay, over Ryan, what your they spots, had. Pick your spots. Um, that, and, you know, I, I, 
I don't know if he would lead to uh, Hamuel appearances in the finals. Uh, <laughs> I'm starting to feel like this might be forced. <laughs> what can we do to hire Kenny Atkinson? <laughs> so, or, or Terry Stotts. But I, I don't know. And nobody does. And But I do feel like there is a very good chance that if, 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 if you've you tailor a roster to what um, he can. He's good at working with. As you kind of go through that interview process, you get him a, a good staff and basically give him a good team. If you give him a decent roster, I don't think Darvin Ham is going to be worse than Kenny Atkinson, probably uh, in any appreciable way. I doubt he would be worse than Terry Stotts in an appreciable way. Um, but I do think because we don't know what those guys, we, we've seen what those guys are and we don't quite, there is at least a little bit more upside with Ham as a younger guy, as a first-time coach, to grow in a lot of directions with this team. Um, Kevin Arnovitz told us he can be a development guy if you have to rebuild. He can work with stars if that's what your thing is. Um, and he understands those dynamics. That's going to matter because this team could be any number of things over the next five years. I just think also, too, and, and the Lakers seem like they may understand this. Ty Lu was successful right out of the gate. Steve Kerr was successful right out of the gate. Monty Williams, his first season in New Orleans, he had Chris Paul, David West, and not much else beyond some decent role players. He got that team to the playoffs in a tough West. That was the team that the Lakers beaten six in the first round before they eventually lost to Dallas in 2011 when they were going for that three-peat. And then you look around at first-timers who didn't play, like a Taylor Jenkins or a Nick Nurse or uh, Spolstra, who is now considered, I think, widely the best, the best coach, coach in the NBA. In the, in the NBA. And he did very well his during his initial stint with Miami in, mm -hmm. in the beginning, working with... Spolstra's going to the Hall of Fame. Right, but that was working with prime Dwayne Wade and very little else. And when you take into account where the Lakers are right now, I'm sorry. I just think it would be institutional arrogance to say that it's just too big of a job for somebody who, you know, sure, he's been on staffs for years. He played in the league, if you're talking about like a Darvin Ham or like a Sam Casello I'd mentioned earlier. But just, you know, it's too bright, you know, too bright a spotlight. It's too big. No, I just I just don't buy that. I have preferences of what I think I'd like to see. I'm in I'm, I I would say in order, I am intrigued. My order of intrigue is Ham at number one. Never seen him before. It's kind of an interesting process to go through. Atkinson, because he had such a weird and unusual and unconventional arc in in um in 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 Brooklyn. And his his hiring sort of indicates just because his his most successful moments were with rebuilding teams and and player development, stuff like that. Like that maybe they're thinking that this run with LeBron and AD ends perhaps sometime sooner than that they want to be prepared for. It doesn't automatically mean that, it just might. Um, and then Stotts, because Stotts is just... There is boring. no intrigue with Terry There's, Stotts. It's not intrigue. It's not wrong, and it's not bad. It's just not interesting. Um, and so... But the other thing that we focus on. It's like the Fifth Police that. Academy. You know what you're getting. <laughs> Pretty much. And he is, but to be clear, Terry Stotts is better as a coach than Police Academy 5 was. No as question. A movie. No question. But you know what you're getting. There's right. So, I, but I don't think there's a wrong answer here. 
necessarily because so much of it depends on what we see throughout the rest of the summer. But what I do think is, is there is, is a wrong process. We've spent a lot of time talking about process and how they get to the answer that they're trying to get to. And there was some reporting done on that, on the process, who's going to be in the room, who is not going to be in the room that ultimately I think should make Lakers fans feel good about, uh, about that aspect of this. We'll talk about it next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, boxing, NFL futures, and more. There's currently odds up right now on where you can bet on Russell Westbrook's next team if he's not with the Lakers. I know Laker fans would prefer when he's not with the Lakers, but that is the best our friends. Still an if. Just an if. Yeah. It's the best our friends at Bet Online can do. Uh, Kyrie Irving's next team, if not Brooklyn, you can bet on Lakers uh, at seven to one. And interestingly, the Clippers are the betting favorite if Kyrie does not end up in Brooklyn next season. And DeAndre Ayton's next team, if not Phoenix, where the Lakers are not mentioned at all, you can bet on that. Detroit in the pole position there. Bet Online is consumed is your continued source for all. Your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today, use your mobile device, learn more about the trends in action, bet online where the games start. Speaking of odds, uh, I, I read on Sunday that that dude who who blew the uh, the lead on the 18th at the PGA, somebody had a posted on Twitter a thirty dollar bet <laughs> that they made. It was seventeen thousand five hundred to one. Had he won it, it was like a five million dollar ticket on that yeah. dude whose name I have already forgotten. Um, so you may remember Andy when they the last time they did a um, coaching <laughs> that's this guy coach. right now. <laughs> right. Um, they had the, the people in the room. It was uh, Jeannie Buss. It was Rob Palinka. It was Kurt and Linda Rambis. It was COO Tim Harris. It was Joey Buss. It was Jesse Buss. It was uh, every season ticket holder. <laughs> it was uh, guys who run some of the vending throughout the building. Um, everyone. It was a gigantic clown car of a room. Everybody was in the room. Uh, Shams and... It's like a conga line interview. <laughs> it's, it's just like it's a receiving line. <laughs> like a, a really fancy wedding. Uh, Shams and, and Sam Amick at uh, The Athletic, though, reporting that this time it's a much more concentrated group that, that is going to do these final interviews. Um, it's Rob Plinka, It's the bus, you know, Joey and Jesse. It's um, Kurt Rambis. Am I missing anyone? Nope. Um, you can argue about... Jeannie's not even there. Jeannie's not... I mean, I'm sure ultimately she'll meet the guy. <laughs> right, but, but, but she is. she has, according to these reports... She's not been in any of the initial interviews, I don't believe. Mm -hmm. She's definitely not in this next round. And she is she is going to defer ultimately to her decision makers. Which is what she should do. And then if they're wrong, she should fire them. Um, but I I think the argument that Lakers fans could have is, you know, what is Kurt Rambis doing that? You, whether or not Kurt Rambis should be in a basketball decision-making capacity with this team is a different argument. If he is, and he is, then he should, then it's He's second in command be behind in Rob Palinka. He should be in the room. Um, Linda shouldn't be because if she doesn't make basketball decisions, as Jeannie Buss noted, 
she shouldn't be in those. It's not on the record ones. Right. But, you know, Tim Harris doesn't make basket. Tim Harris didn't need to be in that meeting with a series of meetings with Monty Williams. No, he did time. not. Because Tim, like Tim, who I really like and is very good at his job, doesn't make basketball decisions. And so the right people are in the room. And then we can decide later on whether the, those people should have their jobs. But from a process standpoint, I will say, I think the Lakers have done a good job throughout this process. They seem to be casting the net appropriately. They are bringing in people who have not been head coaches before. Um, they, you know, I think of an interesting candidate in Atkinson and they have a very responsible, safe, milk toast, but appropriate candidate in Terry Stotts, you know, depending on what they want. Ultimately, I think this is just a, a really a decision about what kind of team do they think they they can build and what do they want to build. But at least I think the process is pretty good. I thought this was interesting, too, in the report from uh, Shams and Sam Amick. Quote, Jeannie Buss is determined to assuage any and all of the finalists' concerns about the organization during this final stage. Her message, the source said, would focus on an organizational commitment to providing both the resources and internal support needed to inspire team success. So... It's it's interesting that she just she sees her role right now. If there is a role beyond just saying, "Okay, that's your decision. I'm going to back you on this decision," Rob Palenka, Kurt Rambis, and my brothers, and let's just see if you're correct. Is there's a little bit of cleanup involved with this, and, yes. and a self awareness that was that, exactly the word I was going to use. A self awareness that it has been a bleep show, not just with Frank Vogel and the way. The decision to let Frank Vogel go, if you think it was unwarranted, but certainly the way it happened, whether you think it was warranted or not, like Frank Vogel deserved better than that. And then you take into account that it's been an absolutely revolving door at coach since Phil Jackson and in ways that really will undercut confidence, not just among fans or players, but anybody who would take this job do these people know what they want? And if they know what they want, are they going to equip me, this next coach, in actually giving it to them? Or are they just going to blame me when they don't get me what I need and I don't give them what they want? So it because seems like, if nothing else, Jeannie is self-aware enough, and I guess in this sense, a little bit outside that bubble, that these are issues that just the laundry and the legend and LA and the mystique and all the banners can't solve. They and I'm glad missed, to hear that. Missed the playoffs in seven of their last nine seasons. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm assuming I, if I'm getting the math right. I think I am. You are. That, that you can't just say, we're the Lakers and you should be honored to be interviewing with us. That's not how, yeah, it, it, no. But it certainly yeah. had been for a while. Yes, you're right. And, you know, it's like, you know, and, and it's it's very Nixian, like, you know, like where you feel like we're the, well, we can just, we can do whatever we want and operate however we want because, man, it's the garden. It's the Mecca. It's like you should be falling over. No, guys don't need that, especially first-time coaches, this and that. The, the, the savviness of, of a lot of guys to not step into jobs that they know are going to tank them. The savviness of, a you know, Atkinson. To say, you know, my next job needs to be one where I can succeed because I don't know if there's going to be a third one. It did a good job under strange circumstances in 
Brooklyn, it ended in a strange way, but I have a pretty good reputation coming out of that, at least as a player development guy. But if I go to the next spot and I fail miserably, you know, not everyone's going to be Frank Vogel where you get that third shot after a really bad failure um, in Orlando. And so guys need to be a little bit discerning in, in how they do it if they think they will have more than one option. And most of the guys on the list will have probably another opportunity other than maybe Terry Stotts. Well, I mean, it, to your point about how... All these guys, by the way, are reportedly still in the mix in Charlotte as well. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, Darvin Ham in particular. And, and while I don't know this for a fact, it wouldn't shock me if this is the case. The Lakers reportedly, and this was something you and I thought was very sensible at the time, you know, just like a few weeks ago, it was being reported that they were going to make this a very slow, methodical process. They were in no hurry to make this happen, as opposed to, say, Sacramento, um, you know, hiring their coach right away. You best find if somebody says yes, you you sign them up. You right. Don't, but don't mess around with Sacramento. But you know, reportedly Darvin Ham is a very strong contender in Charlotte. So if say they want Darvin, they may have to fast track this thing a little bit more than they had possibly been planning to. Like before, it seemed like, you know, they were waiting, they were willing to wait out everything with Doc Rivers or at least wait out maybe a he's few not going to wait around. At the very least, he's not going to wait around. He's right. not going to sit there. He's not going to put off Charlotte for two more weeks. And look, the Lakers free agency is going to get going, you know, relatively sure. soon. And, and you know, trade season's going to, you need a coach in place so you can get on the same page with your GM and figure out what kind of players do we want? What kind of staff do we want to fill out? Who are the strengths now? We'll have plenty of time to talk about how difficult that's going to be for the Lakers to tailor these ideas to what's going to be available to them. But you got it. You need some time for that. But you know, if if they had another ten days, I don't know if Darvin Ham's going to. You know, Charlotte's on a terrible job. You got no. some talent over there. No. And so, I, frankly, people were surprised James Borrego was let go in the first place. Right. And so he's not necessarily going to wait around. Um, because the partially because the Lakers job just isn't one of those things that you wait around for anymore. And so, no. you know, they, I think they're, but I think they're doing this at the right pace. They're going to get it done this week, probably with, you know, probably make a higher sometime in the next seven to 10 days, I would think maybe faster than that. Um, but hopefully not faster than we can get the scouting report on Atkinson um, in the can and post it and relevant <laughs> and relevant. <laughs> right. It's, it's very important that they either make a decision today so we can cancel with locked on nets or right. they go or make a decision wait until, until like Thursday or Friday. Right, just over Wednesday. Yeah, okay, okay. Wednesday. Wednesday right. afternoon. Right, Wednesday afternoon. Give, give our listeners enough time to do a full else. 24 hours with yeah. locked on I mean, uh, nets. Our listeners our are basketball fans report. as well. You know, they they like to learn about different guys. Look, Kenny Atkinson could end up on Darvin Ham's staff. You never know. We just but, again, make sure. I, I mean, Twenty-four hours of intrigue, a full right. twenty-four. Don't do it Tuesday afternoon. Do it right. Wednesday. That would be yeah, appreciated. Exactly, because then it affects us. Right. Um, and what's more important than that? Um, Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you go to hear the podcast early, uh, usually a few hours before the audio product goes up. Plus, you get to see us. Plus, you get to leave comments, and we really appreciate all the comments that get left there. Uh, and Cambros uh, at Twitter. You can always, of course, uh, the iTunes show page is another spot to leave questions and comments. We love to use them in the show and we will weave all of that stuff in there as much as we possibly can. We'll see everybody for a Kenny Atkinson scouting report on Tuesday.